0: sometimes you can perform certain tricks that um the method is a particular gimmick device whatever it might be and without that device you can't achieve what you need to achieve and that's where you're going to be dancing in a danger zone where you have to accept if this doesn't work there is no recovery they're guys they do magic. magic they are the
1: magic guys
2: Ooh, I love her. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 118 of The Magic Eyes. I'm Josh Lobito. That's Doug Khan, And That's down me. there is Nick Kay. Bam, bam. We are your gentlemen for today. What's up, Nick? And welcome. We're just going to wait for the music to stop. There we go. All right. First of all, Doug, how are you going? You just did your own live, which I saw on uh, on YouTube.
0: Doing that every day. Yeah. Yeah, for listeners Dang. out there, uh, rather than doing a trick a day May, Doug, tell everyone what you're doing every day of May. So let them uh, get doing amongst it. Doing a trick a day
1: May live. So every day on Woo. YouTube, generally around 4 o'clock central, I'm on the platform trying to be magical live, like magic was meant to be. Are That's you awesome. creating so a up, trick? watch me regret Think? mistakes on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> so are you creating a trick live there and there, or do you take suggestions like where, where you go, okay, guys, we're going to do a trick, why don't you suggest three objects and I'll see what I can come up with. Like, what, yeah, happy, how do you go about it?
1: Yeah, happy to go that direction. But the, what I've imposed myself is this, I'd like to better the magic I do. So I'm not looking mm-hmm. to like create an avoid, but if need be, that's fine. Uh, so that's one. More than anything, I think I want to share like the history and small improvements with the audience that I'm that I'm that I'm addressing. So like today we did rope magic, a little thing I was working on with pocket management, I got to share that and then the history of George Sands and the half a dozen magicians I learned.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I think the history is a good moment. It's always nice to know where you came from, to know where you're going. I think that's really cool. And the challenge aspect's quite fun. Uh, we, we do a thing called Magic Sports in which um, we take, uh, it's basically like an impromptu comedy, sh- uh, comedy slash magic show, much like you would see Whose Line Is It Anyway? And in this show, we borrow objects from the audience and then we have to create stuff. And in one of the shows, we actually got a man's prosthetic leg. <sighs> Wow! So we just performed a trick as a pirate. I've, we felt that
2: fitting. I've seen a few clips of these. We should find some of these for the viewers one day. But I've seen like I love the uh, the story deck, the impromptu story deck you guys do. Oh yeah, we you, you, there's like five of you. Each card gets drawn. You have to keep the story going with that card that comes out. That's crazy. And I've seen. I've seen Tim Ellis do like his ring routine, but someone selects the music for it in the audience. So like yeah. it was like a rock song or something. That was yeah. That so was, there's certain th- yeah. There's certain
0: uh, games that that game is called Drunk Tech, based on a true story in which um, it was actually Raymond Crow. Raymond Crow was performing a bit way back in the day when they used to use cassette tapes, and he basically did his rehearsal. Um, so they hit the cassette tape. He did his rehearsal. They said, "Great, that was perfect. Thank you very much." The guy forgot to rewind the tape. And just press play and ended up playing whatever song was next on that tape. And so Raymond Crow had to go, drunk tech, let's do it. And he performed the same routine to a whole different song, which gave it kind of new life. And um, there's many stories about how this has actually really helped people. How, you know, they were doing this at FISM at one point. What
1: a great creative outlet these events sound like. Is this a paid event? Like, is it an improv show featuring magicians?
0: Correct, it's an improv show, we do it at Magic Fest I don't think we're doing it this year to a lot of disappointment of fans of the show uh, It's a big shame, it's a really good fun thing to do I try to do it regularly if we can, if we've got enough guys in the group But um, the games are very fun You know, one of the games um, that I really enjoy is called Emotional Rollercoaster And basically every 30 seconds you, you give like a spectator a bell And a list of emotions, so happiness, joy horny, all kinds of emotions. And then basically you allow that person at their volition, as you're doing your routine, they go ding, and then you go angry, and you got to do your pattern mad. Pick a freaking card. And then ding, you go sad. And they're like, mm. they choose a four of hearts. You're like, I love the four of hearts. My mom used to have it as her favorite know. Ding, horny. And I'm like, I fucking love this card. I'm thinking so horny
1: is like- first every time, right? Come on. <laughs> every time the first one.
2: Yeah. Jeez, that's great. That's something we could do in the on, uh, on the pod. Even, that's uh, mm. that's some funny stuff.
1: That I funny. I do take requests. To, you you were asking if that happens. Like a guy was uh, been asking me. I the the self-imposed limit is twenty-four hours so after the last live. I start working on the next day. Uh, today I had a guy suggest Stars of Magic, and I'm thinking I can make a little magic show out of the routines I know from Stars of Magic, a book that I haven't visited in a long time, but one that I've used professionally routines from that book. And uh, so maybe I do that tomorrow. I'm thinking. So it does. I do get comments that spurn creative, you know, mindsets towards the next project. So it's kind of. That's what happens.
2: That's what happens when you have that that much knowledge and magic. You can just do that, right?
1: Yes, that's. And if you
2: if you get if you get lost, you know, if you're stuck, just just pull to a random page in Tarbell, and you're good to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stick around for day twenty-eight.
0: Yeah, one of the best bits of advice I ever got about magic was just be good at life and the magic will come. And I kind of find that true because for those of you that don't know, Josh Nebito was telling us how, well, we're doing the podcast a day late. And the reason for that is because we're oversharing right now, but our good friend Josh mm. had a colonoscopy and I was like, we should do a trick and do this live. So how fun would it be if it was like, okay, Josh Nebito and one camera passed out. The camera crew. I don't. I obviously have no this
1: idea. Is where Jack cards, Grady needs to come in to finish. Yes. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Jack Grady, we, or or maybe Pig Cake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the, the, the man, thought though, of come on. Yeah, mm, mm. and the thought of card was a few inches up your intestinal track, and it's your card, the one you merely thought <laughs> of. The and for, then Jack Grady crawls out of your bum,
1: and hey. <laughs> This is oh, my
2: field of no. magic. I'm the ass I'm so magician. you in, in
1: my skit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. What does he say? The bottle becomes a glass. Where'd it go? Up Josh's ass. <laughs> 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 Something like that. Uh, yeah. And well. I, you know,
1: it has. Uh, you just, it Thank you, Jason. Me let me just what bring up this. Want?
2: Let me just bring up this comment. Our buddy Jason, who. Uh, is in the chat today. Three bald magicians on the podcast. Well, my friend, we've taken over. We've finally taken over. All right, man. Took long enough. Yeah, that's right.
0: Don't worry, Jason. Your day will come. You're young. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine him being bald. He has these beautiful, luscious locks. Like they are. He's like the paddle pop lion. He's got this
2: mane. That's true. Yep. It's yeah, it's gorgeous. Like that. He, knows it. <laughs> yeah, he knows it. Yeah, he knows it. One day I'm going to cut okay. it off and capture all this energy but yes but to to your point um yesterday yes i had a colonoscopy it's a thing i get annually because they're fun no because um i have to get them checked uh you know you just gotta stay healthy everybody and it was fine it's it's really just fun it's you go in you get knocked out and you wake up like nothing's happened and um
1: the the tough part i've
2: had they buy you dinner
1: it's the prep, like the day before, you have to consume this mass amount of things humans should not have to consume. That's what I am. Ah, understand. yes.
0: You, wait, what is that? What's, used, okay, that, that used for to be the true. Virgins, for the virgins in the group. Like, yes. what is involved with the colonoscopy? Maybe Josh like, has new info. He
1: said that used to be true. Tell us what's yeah. true, Josh Norbita. Okay,
2: so what used to be the, the case, and um is not very fun at all, is the day before your colonoscopy, you have to clean out your colons, right? Because basically what's happening is a camera is going up your you-know-where and they're going to check all of your uh, gastro area, you know, whatever that proper term is, your, your colon, you know, your intestines and uh, so, question opening of your stomach.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, it goes through all... Li- so, okay, just through, yeah. it goes through large intestine, yeah.
2: small intestine... Stomach, uh, is that right? Yeah. Well, I guess it, it would just be the small intestine. Yeah, I, I don't guess. think it
1: goes that far. The intestine is huge, so it's it, not gonna it be yeah. definitely
2: goes up to the uh, the opening of the stomach. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because they have to check wow. like how far up. Yeah. So, um, so that's yeah, what's happening, right?
0: Out. It's no fun. That's right. So there's like a there's like a camera. It's like on a reel. Like it would literally it would be like the camera. garden hose. This yeah. type of situation.
2: That's is it. That right? Yeah. That's wow. well. You, I feel like it's a little more. Are you
1: awake, Josh, or are you not awake?
2: No, you're you're not awake at all. Yeah, I and wasn't awake either. So, they what normally Jeff happens? Pay
1: extra for that experience. That's, that's you, right.
0: Wait, you just that's just right. to affirm you just to affirm you can be awake. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and then for double extra, you get a happy ending on top of that. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: no, I think I think they knock you out just because of. Um, you know just how embarrassing i guess you have
1: six people it would over be. your butt with a camera six,
2: yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> not so to good. mention this thing i found out that they have called the sucker anyway so normally what happens is Wait. i'll try and get back to this hang on let me just let me build up to the years of
1: medical school for this
2: yeah yeah i know so Wait. three days before do you do? You, i
1: run the sucker <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that guy sucks ass. So uh, what? Well, I, I got I got bills to pay. What
0: what about it?
2: <laughs> tell me about a it. Nice
1: happy ending.
2: Yeah, and they never tell you who is the sucker in the room because there's like five people. You don't know. You only know it's who prob- like, the doctor it, is, but it's probably the person licking their lips the whole time. Oh, <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the magic guys. All of that was just well, edited oh gosh, out, well. and and uh, you'll never know why. So three days before you start going on a low fiber diet. So you cut out like anything with seeds in it, like you just stick into like bread, like lean meats and stuff. Then a day before, what used to happen is you'd have to drink over like a day, um, three liters of this stuff called glycoprep, which essentially just makes any liquid you have all go out of your small intestines so everything just starts flushing out your system. So that when you go in, you're squeaky clean and the camera you know, is not getting any surprises. And that's the worst part because you're just constantly drinking this stuff and it's shooting straight out and it's just meant to happen and it's just not fun and it happens for an entire day. Um, But now what's happened, Doug, is they've, at least for me, my specialist found this stuff that now all I have to drink is two glasses of this stuff which is Dream one it. is just the the night before, and one's the morning of, and it essentially does the same thing, but with two well, point you know, seven liters left less.
1: Wow, it's a lot to consume. It's just like you kidding? Yeah, me with the it's too day? much.
0: It's too and much. How do you how do you feel after all of it? Because I mean, like. This is going to sound weird, but I don't mind if I get a bug every now and again and I just flush. I'm like, hey, spring cleaning, let's do this. Yeah. Do you kind of yeah, feel yeah, yeah. good for having a good old-fashioned flush and just cleaning the pipes, so to speak?
2: Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, you kind of feel – it kind of resets everything. And you and you also fast, so like you'll have your last meal at lunchtime the day before and you won't eat oh. until after the procedure. So you kind of don't eat for a day, 24 hours basically. But you feel that, – that part's fine. I mean, you don't really – feel like eating anyway when you've just been everything's been flushing out so you go in after all that stuff then it's the easy part you lay down they give you a nice cocktail that the anesthetist just knocks you out and you wake up like nothing happened no pain no yeah no questions when when you lay (laughs) down
0: when you lay down are you laying like on your side kind of like or are you face down like massage table or are you bent over like this
2: yeah, no, you're pretty Is close. Dougie style. Like, you you basically assume the fetal position on your side, with your oh, knees up to so your you... chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on the you're side there. Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they knock you out, and then they humiliate you. I'm sure, but you're you're out of it, so you don't you have no idea. And then you just wake up, and then they they buy you dinner, and they let you eat, and then everything's <laughs> fine. And I look forward to that every year. So but hence that's why we couldn't do the podcast yesterday. <laughs> now, I've tried I asking them it. to film me getting knocked out and they keep denying me, which you know, they're doing everything else to me, why not film me? Mm. Do you think
0: that like when you perform at these arenas that you do that like this group of people have this luxury of being able to go like that guy there? Yeah, the the pantsome man with the hat with the with the cube, I've seen his butthole. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's only five people that could say that and they were in that room. So, if I ever do like a medical show, like a medical um, conference, like maybe, maybe that'll happen. I'm definitely not giving my gastroenterologist any comms, that's for sure, because they could definitely say that, yeah. But in other news, it's trick-a-day-may, guys. It's trick-a-day-may. Doug's doing it with the lives. I wasn't going to do it and then I just felt this mass amount of Fear of missing out on on all the fun of doing it. So for some reason, I'm doing it um, uh, as shorts. And yeah. Nick, we were just discussing like Nick hasn't done it, but you you said you kind of had a reason why.
0: I yeah. Ish. Look, I, I I saw you like because I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm busy. And then you like, I'm gonna do it. I'm. And then you did it. And I really enjoyed yours as well. And then I was sort of like, oh, I got this FOMO moment. And I never, right. I'm never a FOMO guy. But I have this notion of like, oh, I'm missing out. And here mm. I am at day three and I'm asking myself, in fact, I'm asking the listeners and the guys in the chat, if I started at day three, right? Meaning that like, I, I made, I did three videos and I caught up. Do you think that's acceptable to join the trick a day? mayor? if it's like, dude, it's been three days, you're out, too bad. So I'm going to put that towards the audience. And if they say that like, hey, you got time, come get amongst it with us, then I'll do it. Because again, it is a fun creative um, outlet. And um, the thing is like, you can sometimes spend all day sort of like obsessing over it. Do you find that? You're sort of like, crap, i got to make something today. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because you want to do something original or you want to do something, you know, like a, let's be sitting around the cupboard. And because I did it last year as well, you don't want to repeat yourself, do you?
2: Mm. The thing I found that, because this is now, goddamn, my fourth year doing it. Every year yeah. I found a way to progress it or, or like different theme it. So the first year I did it was just on my phone, like on my, my reverse camera on my phone, Yeah. very terribly done, just put in my stories. Second year, I had my actual Canon DSLR camera. So I'm like, great, I'm gonna film it in better quality. Third year, I'm like, I'm gonna make them all either looping videos or with two of me in it. And I was like, I'm gonna really test my editing skills. And then so that's why for the fourth year, I was like, no, nah, I don't need to do it. But then um, I was like, but now I have better lighting and stuff like, you know, wh- I'll just do it anyway. Um, but I think as long as like you just find some unique take on it, like how Doug's doing it live, you know, I feel like if you were to do it, Nick, what you I'd, what you didn't do last year is like inject your personality into it. So maybe you could be more Nick K talking to the camera. Mm. Rather you than silent clips, you know,
1: did you do a I did silent, clips. I, I did, silent magic?
0: I did 30 tricks with my mouth shut, which mm-hmm. is so rare because mm. I don't know yeah. how to shut up.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that was out. That was kind of like you being uh, out of your ballpark. In yeah, the that was the fashion. challenge. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but, I, but so, I think we know at least if your goal is to get any, you know, uh, <clears throat> engagement, and maybe it's not, that's not like that's a requirement, but. Talking is better. You know, people want to hear words with their theater. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. So I think uh, Bob's saying, if you catch up, we'll let you in. So if you catch up on the last two days. Okay. Uh, that's possible. Mike says, let's <laughs> get it. <laughs> that's right. That's Thou right.
1: shalt not pass. Where's the other three tricks, man? <laughs> yeah. You got to get past so- Bob Possible.
2: <laughs> And Bob's saying, Josh's day one is the first one that Syndicate judged. Lol, we loved it. I think he means his Syndicate magic group. You judged it. Well, okay. Appreciate you was judging a, me. I literally there sat down.
1: Judging going on?
2: I don't know. I literally sat type? down and was like, all right, I'm going to make a video. What I do I... To, to Nick's point, like, do we think on it all the time? I literally just... I don't know about you, Doug, but now I just sit down and I'm like, all right, what can I... I found yeah, my box of, of the paper clips. I'm, doing
1: the, like, I'm not thinking about it until the last one's over because I don't want to think yeah. about it. I wanted to be a genuine, like, okay, what is going to happen today? And how am I going to make this a little more special than last time? So, yeah.
2: Exactly. Right. Right. So I, I literally just sat down and was like, what, what props do I have near me? I had a bunch yeah. of paper clips and I'm like, okay, let's do a linking paper clip trick. Great. Yeah. Um, so prizes.
1: there is prizes. Bob said so.
2: All right. This prime,
0: bit, oh, well,
1: okay. Well, I'm in it oh, now. Oh, okay.
0: Now all right, all right. All right. Now there's a... Now there's, uh, I tell you okay, the so. goal
1: also in doing these lives is to find minutes to sh- to share on shorts. Uh, I, I had like quality issues, which I fixed today in a little bit, so I wasn't happy enough with my footage to make one yesterday, but I'm hoping to find mm. at least a couple dozen shorts this month as well. You know, it's like, come watch the live. Here's what we did today. And after this podcast... I'll be going to my live footage and editing that for the shorts platform. So look for those nice. as well. I'm double dipping. Okay.
2: Double dipping. That's it. Yeah. Repurposing, baby. You got to do it. All right. Yeah. So trick or day may. I love seeing everyone else doing it as well. That's why on the Magic Guys Instagram, it's it's kind of just going to become a full on, you know, sharing videos. At least one person's video every day. I'll, I'll kind of highlight that. and. Blasting the comments on people's on people's videos, you know, stay tuned. Get involved. We love it. What else is happening? Well, I know. I titled this video today, Recovering from Magic Mess Ups. Magic Mess Ups. Now we're all worried about tricks not working or what happens if I do it in real life and it messes up, you know. When we were when we were talking the other week and I made a, a kind of a not a joke. I it was kind of it was a statement where like you shouldn't be learning Rubik's Cube magic. Sorry, you shouldn't be performing Rubik's Cube magic if you can't solve a Rubik's Cube. Remember, I said that. Well, somebody yeah. somebody sent me a message and was like, "Well, actually, Gregory Wilson sells a particular effect, and he can't. He brags about the fact he can't solve a Rubik's Cube." And I was like, "Okay." And then I tagged Gregory Wilson to kind of like find out, and um, I didn't hear back from him. Not not surprised. Busy guy, lots of gigs. But he, but the person who messaged that sent me the ad copy to this um, effect of Wilson's, and it literally says, "This is so easy to do. You don't even know how. You don't even have to know how to solve one." And that's like in brackets. Gregory still doesn't know. And um, I was like, "That's interesting." But what happens when the thing that always happens to me happens, which is someone <laughs> says, "Oh, okay, let me mix up the cube and then you solve it," and then What are you going to do in that moment? But anyway,
1: there's a luxury in having your audience be magicians you're selling to.
2: Yeah. They don't screw
1: with you. You know, they're like, they know the gig, so they're not going to screw with Greg Wilson. You know, if he's doing that in the wild in public, good for him. And, you know, so what? But probably just selling them.
2: But, and also, I think, because originally that, what we were talking about was in magic, like, how do you know, like, how to start learning right Right. and then you said well what if you have to make someone learn something first it's like how to present something interesting to an audience rather than the slides but um in terms of gregor wilson you know he spent long enough in magic that he probably can get out of anything because he like you know he has so much knowledge in everything else um in magic but the point is what happens when you stuff up how do you make sure the audience doesn't know you stuffed up you know where do you find a place to perform where it's okay to stuff up? There are all these kind of questions in the magic realm. So I have a video and this happened to me two weeks ago. I was doing street magic and uh, it was actually an effect that I've done for a very long time and should never stuff up, but it did. And... Um, Anyway, this is, uh, this is what happened. So, this is in street magic. So, there's no, like, there's no pressure because I just won't post the video. I'll instead use it on a podcast for magicians to judge me. Um, but let's check it out. Could you name any card? Could you yes. make up one? Two hearts. Two hearts. Two hearts. Heart. Heart. Okay. Now, you've got the uh, rubber band there. Yeah. One, two, three. If you give it a second, the deck will actually shoot one card out for us (laughs) from inside. And with any luck, we get the three of clubs. Now, do you know why? Hold on to the three, because in a second, sometimes the three and the two can be confusing in 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 a deck. And because of that, if we take the three, because there is definitely a two of hearts in here. I'm sure we saw it earlier. <clears throat> two hearts? Two of hearts. There should be one in here. Damn, it's really not in here. What's going on? Did I leave some cards? That's why. Oh, there's yeah. one card left in the box. Yeah. And that is your two of hearts. <laughs> oh you made up the card that was inside the box. And I legitimately had no idea why that just happened. And you made it happen. That's all awesome. that's cr- That is crazy. Yes. Wow. Morgan. Thank you for playing my dream. Uh, so mm. I, look,
0: let me, let me, say, uh, let me
2: say,
0: let me say, let me say to your credit, that looks super genuine. Like that, like I look like that wasn't the intended effect.
1: That guy was is a huge, right? That whole video was faked. <laughs>
2: yeah, I wish. No, he, he, that guy was giving such great reactions before that trick. I was like, oh, this would be great. And I went yeah. to do this effect that I always do. And um, so what happened was before that, I'd been practicing this effect that uses two jokers. So this deck normally doesn't have the jokers in it. But um, so every time I want to do an effect that's not using them, I take the jokers out. But what happened was I'd already taken the jokers out, but I thought they were still in the deck. So before I started this trick... I took two cards off the top, put them in the box, put them in my pocket, because I rewatched the footage from before that clip starts. So I literally see myself on camera taking the top two cards, which has the two of hearts in it, put it in the box, put it in my jacket, and then I start the trick. So now I'm actually two cards less in the deck. So I I did it to myself. Um, So then that way, yeah, I'm two cards away from where I should be. And that's why for the life of me, I just can't figure out why there's no two of hearts in this deck. So it's just a weird moment where I was like so confused myself. But once I figured out what had happened, I was like, okay. So I take the two cards out, flip it over so that you just see the two of hearts. And then, you know, thank God he still reacted anyway. So like he still had fun. Um... But you know, sometimes that stuff just happens, you know? That's that's just the way it is. And normally it's not as long winded as that, but I just was so confused why there was no two of arts. Oh this goddamn deck. But you doing um, mem
1: deck with that? Mem deck. Yes.
2: Yeah. Well apparently not not then, but yeah, it was right? supposed yes. to be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the uh the one trouble is if you somehow lose cards from it, it's gonna mess up the the order yeah
1: but doubly stupefying when it wasn't there you're like you know it's there if you're doing mem deck work right it's not like you're having cards signed and
2: given away exactly like if he had named any other cards than those two it would have been fine right but it's because he just so happened to name one I took out Um, and you know we still found a way to get to the end and man when I saw those cards in that box I was so confused I was like did I not take them all out did I what the hell just happened um, and I remember a time where this magician that I looked up to, this old, this older guy um, from like the Magic Club here in Brisbane, he was doing an effect and he even brought his dog in because um, he had taught his dog to like take a card from the deck and and uh, he was like doing this whole effect and the cards kept being wrong. And he's like, what the hell is happening? And the, it wasn't until he realized like he had a deck in, in stack on his table and he sat something down, which pushed the cards forward, which put something else on top of like seven of the cards. So when he took the deck back now, it had just totally messed up his, um, his st- stack again. Ah, mm. uh, yes. But look, I've, you know, there's tons of times where like I've not gotten the right thing, but the key is normally, like if I was in a paid situation, I would have moved on much faster. And, and cause I think you guys can agree and we'll chat about it. The audience don't know where you're going. And they always think that when something doesn't go right, it's because something else is about to happen, right? Because we do it quite often in our magic. Like, you know, all the jokes, like, is it in your pocket? No, but that would have been a great trick, right? (laughs) Ha ha. Okay. And like, there's all these playful times, like they can never tell. Like once when I really did stuff up, it took so long to convince them, like my friends that I'd actually stuffed You're up because like, I'm like, no, God. no, no, it's coming. Come on, man. We're ready. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm like, no, no, this is like, let's go get lunch. This didn't work. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: The yeah. magician a, in it's, trouble it's, plot is is an a, old one.
1: A good example of how people want you to succeed. He was waiting and ready and and that effect mm. played fine at the end,
0: you know? Yes. Yeah, i yeah, actually almost- made an effect one time where you purposely screwed up and it was like, because sometimes you do stuff and they want to get you out and they want to get you wrong. So I did this whole bit where it was like, you did this whole revelation and you and you have two cards come out and it's like, oh, they're totally wrong. Um, and then it's like, oh no, but if you add those together, what's the what's the revelation? And they go like, oh, it's 18. I go, great, count down 18 cards. So it's this moment of like, I actually constructed this whole routine just to feed the ego of people um, who like oh I'm gonna try and screw him up and then it's like oh we screwed you up hi you didn't get it right and I go, yeah, it's a shame right now how does that make you feel but what if I didn't screw it up? What if actually we got it right? what if we add those two numbers together this 10 and an eight and the 18th position is a selected card and they go well that would be good and you go boom and you make it reveal so I just wanted them to see like I just wondering like because some people like have this ego that like I'm gonna try and screw him up and it's like what are you mm. trying to achieve do you think you're gonna feel good about things screwing up? Like, I just wonder. And so I thought maybe I could have a routine that could teach him that. And I think maybe I was aiming a little bit too high with that. But what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: I think, it's, I think it's fun having moments, definitely, where it gives that person who might be a heckler a chance to heckle, knowing that you're about to prove them wrong. I love that. Like, I'll purposely, in an in ambitious-ish routine, make it look like I'm, like, palming a card. So then when I say, oh, and somehow the card disappears. And then I, when I reach in my pocket, it comes out of the pocket and I just hold it like this. And I just wait to see whose eyeballs are on it. And then I wait for that one guy who's been like saying stuff all night. Oh, it's under the hand. And I go, yeah, I don't know where it goes either. (laughs) I just do this. And then they're like, ah, and then they laugh at him as they should. don't fuck with us. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I do enjoy those moments and and things like uh you know David Blaine does a good job of that with um card under watch where it's like the card isn't at the position that it should be that he's left it in their hands and he's like oh no i oh, know it's gone all the way out of the deck and then under the watch but he plays that for a while right like oh maybe mm. it's that many cards and it's the next one no oh maybe i'm off by one and he's like damn and then it then it happens what do you think Doug
1: I think that the longer you do magic, the better these situations work out for you, right? So you cure a bunch of outs that you can begin to use. So, uh, like, I've probably messed up more than any magician alive, but I'm very good at it now. <laughs>
2: so, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, endure the moment and you'll be stronger for it. That's the wisdom, right? Keep going yeah. through the problem unless it's just, you know, unless you're just totally screwed.
2: Yeah, but and that, that's rare though, right? Like that it, you're totally screwed. Unless it, it's is like something, right. it is rare, It is rare. Like
1: I'm trying to think of a moment I can't think of. Well,
0: really it generally. depends on the methods as well. Sometimes you can perform certain tricks that um, the method is a particular gimmick device whatever it might be and Mm. without that device you can't achieve what you need to achieve and that's where you're going to be dancing in a danger zone where you have to accept if this doesn't work there is no recovery so whenever i'm doing things whether it be something that requires batteries some sort of gimmick let's just put it that Mm. way if it's something that could like malfunction in such a way i will only structure my routine to add it as an extra kicker, extra kicker, extra kicker. And just a Tim's um, comment, which is, Magic 101, they don't know the ending. Exactly right. So I have effects that have a kicker, but they could have another kicker, and another kicker, and another kicker, and have that Darren brown s type reveal at the end. I have a lottery ticket reveal, which I've structured for my new show. And guess what? If the ticket doesn't, like, if it doesn't work, they're not getting the the kick-ass reveal at the very end. They're going to get half of it, because half of it will work, guaranteed. But the other half that will put the routine into orbit and basically be a reputation-making piece for myself, that's where I draw the line. So you can appreciate, yes, things are going to screw up. You need to be able to bounce back, and if you have situations where there is no backup, if the gimmick or device or whatever the trick is doesn't work or the card doesn't exist in the deck. Like, don't do a thought of any card if you don't have a full deck. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Pro, pro tip.
1: But this, this is why I always have the invisible deck on me. It's the ultimate out yeah. for card magic. No matter what goes wrong in a selected card trick, that's pretty much ready to provide a successful outcome.
2: Yeah, I'll be honest. Whenever I do a stage show, I always have an invisible deck just okay, in my case.
1: Yeah, all it's right. It's
2: never used, but it's there. Yeah, as a, as a backup. Yep. This is bringing up so many memories now of of, of stuff. Like I remember in 2020 when um, in Australia we started doing a lot more school formals because the government allowed formals like a school prom to happen, but they weren't allowed to dance because everyone had to be socially distanced. So they started booking entertainment. To fill that void, right. and I remember doing a magic show, and it was a rit- it was routines I'm not like doing regularly, but I came up with them because they're socially distanced, and there's a a, a thought of routine from uh, Colin Cloud, which is amazing, where it's kind of like a tossed out deck, but it's with a pad, and you're throwing out this pad, and they're looking in, and uh, looking at questions. Um, like, think of your favorite movie, you know, think of your pin code, think of your favorite meal or whatever. And then you're able to have them, those three people stand up, you can name the three things and they sit down. Well, one time, someone didn't sit down. And I was like, what? How did this not work? And then when they said their question, it was something that um, they shouldn't have been able to look at, basically. You guys know where I'm going with this, with, you know, tossed out deck and stuff. But they basically, like, just not followed my instructions. They looked at one of the 52 question for real on there. And luckily, at the end of the show, we were doing a prediction out of this uh, chest that, that, you know, gets wheeled out and you take out this prediction. And luckily... Um, my awesome stage crew had just like made sure I'd predicted this in advance. But on the paper, it had like what she said that got like went wrong earlier in the show. So by that stage, everyone's like, Oh, that's why it didn't work the first time because it's part yep. of the ending trick. Yep. And it seemed, it seemed awesome. But I was like, Oh, I stuffed it up and no one knew. And the other thing that just came to mind is when I was in Canberra a few weeks ago for the showman, i Two things went wrong in the shows that no one would really know. One is, I just spent a lot of money having this thing made that will shoot my Rubik's Cube out to me from my little box. It's very fun. Uh, And Nick was just mentioning electronics. This thing has a remote, which I did not bring with me to Canberra. I left it in Brisbane. So now, you can't use this thing. But I managed to actually rejig it so that I could manually fire this thing. And so no one, no one knows that, that comes there. It looks the exact same. But instead of being away from the box, I'm like kind of like holding the box and this thing would still shoot out. So that was like a very fast makeshift uh, way out. And then the second thing is Nick said, sometimes uh, things you prep, you know, if they fail, like there's no way out. And uh, in my story deck routine that's to music, normally at the end, I'll turn one card into a whole handful of rose petals well, when I went to grab the load of rose petals, I couldn't feel it at all um and yeah, you know, I only have like five seconds of music before I meant to do this thing, and I'm like there's no rose petals there's no rose petals, there's no rose petals, oh my God, and then the moment hit in the music, and I just um I just uh did like a you know like a <sighs> I just did like a, a, a Tenkai vanish of the card to the sound. And then the song ended and everyone applauded like, you know, that was meant to happen. But in my head, I was like, oh, I'm so bummed that, you know, some, somehow you know, this, this sounds load. No,
1: like that a sexy ass finish for a card trick.
2: A bunch of rose pe- petals. Right. Is, is, right. That, is this on video somewhere? Have you posted this? Uh, it, didn't, it didn't like the vlogs. Like I showed, yeah. definitely show the end snippets of it. Yeah. But um, it's fun. Except in Canberra. For that one show, (laughs) I I lost it. And I know what happened now. Like, I just didn't attach it properly to my person. But um, in the moment, you're just like, I've got five seconds to either like have nothing for this ending. Uh, But my brain was like, yeah, just do this vanish. And then we recovered. So as long as you have an out, you kind of don't have to worry so much about it not working. Maybe um, the
0: advice is mm. that it maybe the advice is that you need to appreciate that if it can go wrong what would you do so that you're not it's not sprung on you and there's no shame in that there's no ego about things messing up you just know that you don't plan to fail you know but you can fail to
2: plan so you should have a plan should something go wrong yeah yeah i have a question yep. in in my close up card act that i do on stage with the cards in one show, the camera, because they decided to use a wireless camera live stream, the connection started failing. So at the beginning of the routine, like three times, the fo- the the screen cut out and I'm doing the routine to just myself. And I was thinking in my head, because I have to keep going with the routine in order, if it comes back on, like I'm going to lose my, where I'm up to in this routine. So I'm like, do I keep going or do I just stop or like, and in my head I was like, I should have had an out for this. Like if this happens, there should be something I can just walk out to the front of the stage and do instead. But I had no thought of like, why would the camera not mm. work? You know what I mean? What What would you do in that situation? If it so, But for context, it did eventually come back on and I like kept going, but it was super weird at the start where it would like black out. And, okay, uh, so yeah.
0: yeah, So if you're asking me, I'm the type of guy that if you're going to be performing stage bits, I say this specifically to stage, I'm a little more forgiving in roving because you can screw up a roving set, but you're performing immediately after. When you're doing a stage set, it's one chance. Um, in the same breath, we should all aspire for the perfection because one of the things that I promote to people is that every performance is an audition. Every performance is an audition. So every time you do something, they like it, They might follow you on Instagram or do something or book you, if not a week, a month, a year, 10 years later. Like as long as you're in their mindset, when it comes time for a magician, you could get that, right? If you're a gigging magician. Now, if you know the routine, I'm going to use the ambitious card just for the sake of um, uh, something that we're all very familiar with. And let's say that um, if you know every phase of your routine so well, you can probably structure the routine if things are dropping out. You would have to be do this very organically, but here's what I would do. I would gauge what's being put there, like to and from, gauge how many phases I've missed, and then also gauge which phases I really want my audience to see. And then I would restructure the routine right there like I would a drunk tech, right? Which is what that magic game was earlier in the, in the conversation. And just ensure that You know, there's always some bits in a multi phase routine that really sell. And I'm assuming that what you did was a multi phase routine, correct?
2: Yeah, to music. To To music. Like to a song where the lyrics are matching. But look, put yourself in the hot
1: seat, you got a camera on you, there's a thousand people watching, and the video goes out. What do you do? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I guess my question is is second, yeah, is, is mainly like, what do you do if it doesn't come back on?
1: I mean, mm. you kind of got to throw in the towel at that point and be like, hey, we're having tech probs. We'll get back to this. But this is the stand up piece. And this, then is maybe the last,
2: th- this is the last routine in the show. So it's not like we can jump Dween. to something else. Yeah. <laughs> I also have you know, seen this happen to Adam Trent. If you guys have seen The Illusionist, I remember this in the show. He does this great bit with these screens behind him. And he has like multiple versions of himself on the screen and he dances with himself and he passes objects through the screen to himself like a cane, like a fan of cards goes from the screen to him. And one show, the screens didn't come on and he did this whole act just himself with black screens behind him. Um, And he does, like, a transportation between, like, the two screens. Like, they separate the screens so there's nothing here. And he walks into one digitally, jumps to the other screen, and then walks out in real life in the other one. And having that happen where there's nothing on the screens is very awkward for, like, 20 seconds to just have nothing while he's gone behind. Mm, Yeah. And he even said, like, that's never happened before. And um, Really? Seems
1: like you're playing with fire if that's your, you know. Yeah.
2: And and this was at QPAC. This is, and this is where I had the same issue too. Fortunately, funnily enough, Mm. at QPAC, this is like big theaters that have, you know, all the tech. But in that case, the computer just like buzzed out um, for him and wouldn't wouldn't play. The
1: last trick in your show is a story trick in the whole show, a video
2: story card trick. So the last like full routine. Because uh-huh. you've just seen all this, you know, action happening. And then yeah. it it hones it down to this one spot and uh, the routine is pretty good. Uh, but it's to this love song. It's like it has a really yeah, nice feel to it, actually, to it,
1: tone to it. real tight. I can, I can get yeah. behind that. Is and it then, you in the moment?
2: So it's me doing the routine, right? Uh-huh. And then after I finish the routine, everyone comes out. We all do one more thing together. Okay. um and then we take our bows and stuff but it's it's at a pretty pinnacle point where it's not like I can say oh well I'll see you again you know for the next thing yeah. and just move on that's I mm-hmm. guess that's what I'm saying but I'm wondering I what I want to do now is have some thing some routine even if, if it's with it with cards that uh, I could still go you know what let me just show you in person switch to this other thing. And just show them something. Here's
1: what you do: you get six that cards happens. and you throw three away, and there's still six. And then you throw three away, and there's still six. It's a killer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so here's the thing: I've I've been deep in thought while you were talking about that, and I think that it is a type of thing where like, I've, I've I I was in a band for ten years before I got into magic, right? So I was on stage doing my thing, and I and I treat magic the same way I wrote my songs. So when I say that, I treat my slights like my chords and I treat my patter as my lyrics. And I write songs. I write magic routines. And that's the way I think about it. And so when I was doing shows and I did like, again, 10 years of shows since I was, crap, I think I was 14 when I first started doing like playing and live, like with a band and everything else, you know? So when I think about that, Sometimes you do a thing, the power goes out or you break a string or, you know, you might be able to play through a song. But if there's ever a situation where you go like, hold up, hold up, hold up. guys, we want to give you what you deserve. We're going to play this one again. Count me in. One, two, three, four. And you get back into the song. I think that's an option. Yeah, I'm treating think- it like a song. I think being able to say, like, well, guys, look, respectfully, we've got we to have it fixed. We don't. Great. Guys, you guys have spent a lot of money to be here. Yeah. And I'm here to show you why. So we're going to do this from the very tip you know, from the very top again, you want to see it from the top, say yes. Great. Yeah, Take it from the top, Jimmy. And then boom, you count it in. You just rock and roll your way through it. Yeah. That's, that's probably would be the way that I would do it with the experiences I've had on stage. I lean into that really heavily. I'm um, thinking,
2: I love that. And you know what? I think, I think that's the answer is if they're going to, if the venue is going to have a wireless projection setup, which yeah. is the, is the, Time that there could be errors because there's no cables guaranteeing the connection. If there's interference, the the safe should be. I have my own camera on a tripod that is also hooked up manually. That can be dragged out and just kind of you know a bit more uglier to set up. But we got hey guys, we want to do this for you right. We're going to do this again, but with this. If it, if the other one's not coming back on, maybe that's what it is. And then we go yeah. Like you and said, there's also
0: this notion from the like the th- yeah. Let's say that like you did lose power. It would be this type of thing where we go, sorry, guys, you know, things happen, um, but we're going to do this one acoustic. So the, the idea is that you can do mm. like the, a different version of the trick a different way yeah, um, or just do it like unplugged, so to speak. So like it might not be the exact same routine, mm. but you could just say to them, because they don't, again, they don't know the ending. They don't know what they've missed. You go like, guys, sorry, we're going to do this acoustic unplugged. And then I say that metaphorically, but you
2: can then produce a routine that it's like. Like, the, like to the same song still. But now it's yeah. something else. That's great. Yeah. That's great too.
1: Uh, I think mm. like close closing peace, you should have a legit unplugged option for that spot. Like mm. there should be something ready.
2: Yeah. yeah. And look, I had, <clears throat> I have lots of fail safes like for my own routine, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have an extra deck that's ready to go to. I've, you know, I can start and stop, but I just never thought the camera would not work, right? Yeah. You know, In such great a venue until now. So now you're right. I'll have a version that I have an extra camera, and I also have the acoustic version. Um now, ready to when I was go. your age,
1: all we had to worry about was the candles going out on the stage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. When, when, um, <laughs> that's funny. When the Masters of Illusions were coming on, like, was episode number one like in black and white by chance? Because that would be interesting with costuming and props. Like, having to think about the fact no one will see, like, the color of it. Was that a thing? Or no, it was all in color by that time.
1: Masters of Illusion?
2: Hmm. What do you well, like like, like, magic specials on TV.
1: Wow. So, the early ones were black and white. But, uh... Did Doug Henning do, like, a Wizard of Oz moment? I'm thinking he did in the 70s, where he started with black and white and it
2: turned to color.
1: But I might be making that up.
2: Hmm. Because so I wonder, like, because then once it turned to color, they'd be like, oh, no, now these drapes behind us, we've got to make sure they're all the same color to mask, you know, the, the illusion or the whatever.
1: No doubt. Back in the day, you had it easy, you know, the black and white, <laughs> grainy, you know. Now we got 4K, you know, high def. No Man, how wild.
2: 4K, when you have 4K and and the camera's, Filming you doing close-up. That's crazy. Like last night, Nick, did you watch uh, Cosentino's special by chance? Oh, I didn't know it was on. Oh, it was on? Oh, I mean, it was on in Brisbane. I, I assume it was on for you as well, but he... It's
1: an Australian magician.
2: Mm. That's so funny, Doug. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in Australia, we all know who he is, but yeah. I forget that he's only famous like in Australia, Yeah. Um, which is his own branding choice and everything. But right. he... Uh, how do you synopticize Cosentino for, for Doug? So the
0: way, I, the way I would equate it is um, like the States has Copperfield. Um, Luis de Matos is for Portugal. Yeah. Cosentino's Australia's representative.
2: All right, then. And All I'll right. pull up a, a photo well, of him I'll real quick. Then. Yeah, so this, uh, is, this is Cosentino's vibe once my camera decides to let you see it.
0: So think um, Michael Jackson meets Sperry um, slash Houdini, like yeah, he's Is he doing, very very uh, handsome. In, like he's in amazing shape. He's quite s- small in stature. He's not a big dude, um, hmm. but just like exceptional. Like he's a yeah. He's built like he a, doing like, a like annual
2: television specials then. Yeah, so he was already a touring magician doing illusions before TV, but then he came second on like one of the first seasons of Australia's Got Talent. Then now he's been on like um, Dancing with the Stars. I think he won Dancing with the Stars here in Australia. And he's been on like I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is like they take celebrities, put them in Africa, and they have to survive. He's been on a whole bunch of stuff. He has TV specials like every year, I would say. and yeah that and and yeah he gets he gets hired in the sort of top tier bracket of, of entertainment and that kind of thing but um, i watched this special last night and he, so he's known for stage he's not known for close up uh, and if you're watching this costantino if you're watching this paul um, you do great work but we know you're not a close up magician like first so because the cameras were so high def i could see his hands like shaking when he's like going to do the Card reveal from the the mystery box, and like uh, you can see the sweat on his face because the camera's so close up. Because like in the illusions and stuff he's doing, like he looks perfect, but then because oh. the camera's so close up, you're seeing him sweat doing uh, ambitious. And um, but the detail he goes into is awesome. Like for example, he's doing an ambitious card routine, and the woman signed it, and he goes uh, draw draw an animal on there, and she draws a fish. And he's like, I'll draw add some friends to the fish. She draws some more fish. Puts the card in the deck. Boom. There's the card, and then here's an aquarium, Omni deck with real fish in it. Like that's wow. the kind of detail he goes to in the uh, in in the show, which is cool. Mm. But because it's high def, you you see like the actual nerves in him going, and you see the sweat, and and so that's that's uh, that's a tricky thing on TV. I yeah. reckon it must be nice he, though, to have your own TV special. So it's yeah. a good he problem performs- to have. He performs
0: really strong magic. I did a show with him a little over a month ago now, and um, yeah, and no, he does really, really strong stuff. You know, he was you know breaking glasses with his brain and things of that nature, like at a at a close up corporate event. You know, um, yeah, he brings out the big guns. No doubt. To you're not that, playing like,
1: around. You're doing tricks like that.
0: Yeah, like yeah. opposed to doing you know things that you'd reset and go to the next table super yeah. quickly type yeah, of thing. You know what I mean? Laugh
1: breaking. What?
0: Nah he yeah. he was doing he was doing TV grade magic at a live event. And he was doing it, you know, pretty well from what I could see. But uh, yeah, I guess it's that that type of thing. I don't know. I, I think that if I was on TV, there would just be a comfort knowing that if I screwed it up, I would burn the tape. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I burn the tape, and I was like gone. That never happened. You know, um, true. true. I recall
1: hearing nightmares of being at a David Copperfield taping. Like if you went to a show where he was taping for television, you might be there ten hours. As he does the illusion over and over to get the moment right.
2: That sounds like Copperfield. hmm That sounds like what
0: would he you would be do. mad about that though? Would you be mad if you were held captive ten hours in a Copperfield show? I would you be like? Hour five, day ever.
1: i would get a little antsy like a <laughs> little time I watched him slice that girl in half I'd be like uh, that would be a good one Dave a <laughs> <Cut.
2: laughs> Man, I I remember getting told a story of um, not to the audience, but one of the bits they were doing where he was doing um, like a tournament restored card, but it was a card that's very old and um, was worth a lot of money. The baseball
0: card. The baseball card, I think it was. The
2: baseball card, right? And when he does the restoring part, smoke appears in his hands, like in the last moment. And then I remember getting told the story of um, during the taping, they did it and all these people checked it to make sure the framing, he didn't flash, he didn't whatever. And then it wasn't until the very last person that gives the green light and they include it in the special realized they could actually see the guy pumping the smoke tube like in the shot. But they were so focused on, on Copperfield and his hands and stuff, they didn't think to look like to the side and you could see like this tube <laughs> yeah you could see like guy in the background just giving up one of these <laughs> man can you imagine the the outrage Copperfield would have if that made well, it you know he throws he was a hissy
1: like, when things go wrong you know he's a just a
2: 100% present. yeah and I yeah. think talking about audiences I kind of I, I felt bad for the audiences at Australia's Got Talent because they have to be there for a long ass time as well mm. um, for those you know don't know tv land like when i did the semi-finals for australia's got talent the audience have to be there for i want to like six hours plus at least six hours because every act has to get done they want clips of people applauding they want close-ups here there's a big gap between each act and they have like a warm-up guy come out and and kind of interact with the crowd the whole time but they like encourage them to applaud they tell them when to clap along to a song they they're really just treated like this cattle. And I'm like, God damn it. That's like, I would hate, I would hate to... That's a to <laughs> I'm never going to watch a taping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Not I think that any yeah. any magician, all magicians should actually take an opportunity to see a actual studio recording of something. Because it blows your mind that when you watch a show that goes for 30 minutes, but you have to be there for three hours, like to watch it just be repeated yeah. and and the way it's done and then you look at stuff like uh, that's how I, I befriended my friend Michael Pope I'm doing a show with him uh in a couple of months uh he's a tv warm-up guy that's his hustle and so like seeing that world is really fascinating because he's he does stand up and mind reading and all kinds of bits of stuff you know while throwing chocolates out to the audience to keep them sugared up and energized and stuff you know so yeah it's really interesting to see because if you are going to be a magician you know and you Really stick to it, you are gonna be on TV at some point, you know? I mean, for me the best the best TV opportunities are just the quick live crosses. Like when I'm just on sunrise and they just they cross live and you just got like six minutes and you can leave. That's my favorite. Those are the best TV
2: Yeah, tricks. I love that, those. Yeah, Yeah. Just don't uh, drop coins like I did and you're fine. <laughs> flashing no, I back, those I like the
0: State Fair last November.
1: I'm like, I'm the new guy, I get the TV spot. It's four in the morning. They want me out there. And it's 40 degrees. Yes.
2: That's cold. Cold. Oh, Oh, right, right. Fahrenheit.
1: Yeah, American temperature.
2: Mm, So all the sleight of
1: hand that I love to do is out the window. Plus, it's four in the morning. What? No.
2: Yeah. I get reminded by this a lot with uh, Showman. Like, I complain sometimes when we have early flights and stuff. And then they go, all right, well, just go back to your corporate gigs and and, uh, let someone else do this job. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. right? Yeah, we can't complain (laughs) when we get to do cool stuff.
0: I don't mind getting up in the mornings and just hustling away, getting everything done before the rest of the world wakes up. You know, like mm -hmm. I run an agency with my best friend and I got half half these guys, I hit them up. I'm like, so I get up in the morning, take care of everything. Like I've been up since six, six this morning. I've already had one Zoom meeting and jumped in straight into this one. So... Uh, like it's, and that's just to build my business and so forth. So when people go, oh, I don't get it, man, how are you so successful? And how do you have this? And blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I don't wake up at the crack of noon, buddy. Yeah. I don't wake up at the crack <laughs> of noon. I hit the ground <laughs> running
1: at 5 a.m. for my own gym, but I'm going to be grumpy. You want me at 40 degrees doing your nude story? I'm learn, yeah. man.
2: That's, that's when like, you rely on on gimmicks, Doug, I reckon. All right. Yeah, I, right. I did, like, actually, it, guess what I did? What?
1: Invisible, Invisible deck.
2: deck. <laughs> Invisible deck.
0: <laughs> Invisible deck, the condom of card magic. You just, you you know, no, when you need it, it and, that's, and I mean, it's in your pocket.
1: Situation, what else are you going to do? It's freezing cold out there. You know, it's limited. And, and literally it was a two-minute spot. So it's not like I have time to craft theater in two minutes.
0: So I can do yeah. coin magic with cold fingers, surprisingly. Mm. I, can do, I can do coins cold a lot better than I can do cards with freezing cold hands. Um, I do feel like, I don't know why I just think that, um, maybe there's the way you feel things or whatever else, but yeah, I can function with clammy, clammy hands. It's
1: also weird at four in the morning, it's dark still. So it seems doubly cold when it's cold and dark, you know? Yeah. There's, yeah. You just got that bright spotlight from the camera hitting you and it's like,
0: be entertaining in the cold, dark. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you do a coffee before you perform? Because I know some people look, like, I can't have caffeine, or people, no, I, I can't I eat before I perform.
1: From waking moment till, yes, yes is the answer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I will have a coffee at 3 p.m. and take a nap. Yeah.
2: Same. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad we that. got that sorted. That's, that's the important <laughs> stuff. So, But it, it, <clears throat> to wrap this up, uh, Nick, what's your verdict? Are you going to be uh, catching up and participating in Trickaday May? Or are you, you know what? spectating? Uh,
0: I have, uh, I granted, like this, this, this camera on my phone is a little ordinary. And I know I need a new one. But my phone guy was like, wait for the 15. Wait for the 15 to come out. Trust me. It'll be that's here in September. I'm and I'm like, yeah, right. So I'm going to wait for the 15 to come out. And so... Um, one of two things will happen. I might have just the slightest bit blurry in the corner of the camera, and I don't know why that is. I took it to my phone guy and it's better. Mm-hmm. Um or I'm gonna have to do the laborious task of like using my 360 all the time, which is probably not a bad idea because I need to educate myself on how to use that better anyway. So um I'll Dude, make I'm can... gonna make one uh, I'm gonna make one quick one today and then and then upload that one immediately and then try to do a second one and a third one. And uh, and we'll see. And if you guys want to see what that is, you can scope out my Instagram, uh, Nick yeah. K Magic.
2: It's uh, in the links already.
0: It's in the oh, yeah. links already. So yeah, boy. Cool. I think,
2: and, uh, dude, you should absolutely use the 360. I reckon you know, do it outside where it's going to get lots of light and not be uh, grainy. But like, you could be the first one to be like that guy that did the 360. Tricky day, May. That could be because you can do pretty funky stuff with that. You know, why not? Why not? I mean, you know, none of my videos are being filmed on a phone. Like, they're all happening on a camera that I'm then editing and then sending back my to my phone. So I all videos inside
1: on that 360. You can use it inside. Just light it upright, you know. You can, you can okay. adjust everything on that lens.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love Bob's possible. Bob Possible's comment, by the way. New Jason <laughs> is the best.
0: <laughs> I'm going to put on a wig next week and just be like, you know, throw it around a little bit. <laughs> I love it I love that (laughs) alright guys alright thanks for listening guys gotta do some street shows get
1: it fellas thanks for listening it's time for us to disappear now disappear now but we'll see you again on the next episode of the magic guys